Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. My guest today is a doctor uh, that I've been following for, uh, I want to say, for the last three or four years, and really is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the uh, people who interest me the most as far as uh, digest- digestion of uh, medical and anti-aging information. His name is uh, Dr. Neil Polvin. And uh, please, Neil, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and what you are doing. Sure, thanks. Um, yeah, I am a, a physician based in Manhattan, and I do a lot of lot patients throughout the country. I treat a lot of athletes and executives who are looking for a lot of different things. The main focus of the practice is mostly helping patients with anti-aging, longevity, um, improving performance. Um, that could be everything from peptides to IVs to um, lab optimization, hormone optimization. Um, but unfortunately, part of that's also dealing with helping treat their illnesses as well to help them be better. So I do have a probably about a third of my practice, which is helping patients use both traditional and non-traditional uh, medications, injections, supplements. I love playing with the newest technology. I think same as you uh, in terms of helping patients deal with things, everything from uh, gut health like IBS or Crohn's to I have a lot of patients who have fibromyalgia, uh, Lyme disease, and like the, the brain fog type patients. So my over, over, overarching part of my practice is taking a combination of a little bit traditional, a lot of holistic, a lot of the cool technology that's out there and putting into one combination for my patients to be at their best. And that's, that's uh, I think in your case, it's uh, pretty self-explanatory why you're a guest in this podcast, but um, we can draw with from what you're saying and also from the uh, substance of this podcast is that the podcast is, fo- is called Biohacking Beauty not necessarily because we want to talk about uh, creams all day. It's, it's really to relay the fact that we need to take care of our uh, overall health and uh, take care, aim for longevity if, we, if our aim is also external uh, beauty and wellness. And uh, as I said, in your case, it, it, it's kind of self-explanatory, but, but it's interesting that you mentioned that uh, you're also called in the end to, to treat uh, your patient's uh, diseases because I think a, a conclusion most of the time would be that if you really d- dig dug down to uh, what what bothers person, what the person needs to deal with, you you're in the end uh, a, a culprit of it. Almost always would be the fact that they are aging. Would you agree agree with that? Yes, I mean definitely aging. I mean aging. There's now a whole um, momentum here to get aging qualified as a disease. It's technically not, um, but yeah, definitely health is affected by aging and vice versa. So there's definitely a, there's definitely things that you can do both in health and for illness that if you treat the quote unquote aging model that you'll improve your life. Yeah, and, and, uh, and again, as you said, uh, the reason I follow religiously uh, your, your, uh, your posts and, and uh, the things that you put out there is because you're really on top of whatever is latest and greatest as far as longevity medicine, anti-aging, et cetera. And so maybe we can start uh, this podcast uh, by, by really talking about how, how does uh, treating or, or aiming for anti-aging and longevity 
look in your practice? What are some of the things that you you do, you find yourself recommend a lot? What are some of the treatments that uh, you, you like to play around with and recommend? I mean, there's a two-part answer and part of it's the boring part of the answer and part of it's the, the cool stuff that everybody likes. I mean, no matter what, it's, it's like I tell my patients, they... Um, the, the, that is still the foundation. It, lifestyle is a house and you still got to build the foundation. So um, we're still doing the lab work. We're we, I may do more detailed, more advanced lab work than the average person. Most people aren't doing testing for mitochondrial health, which is becoming huge now, um, or you looking at, the, um, at NAD levels or so on, but it's looking at those advanced markers that we know kind of are much more helpful in, in looking at general health. And then it's again, working with them on sleep and exercise. I mean, now the cool part of that is where the wearables have come in and a couple of things I'll talk about in a second. Um, and then obviously maximizing your workout and so on and diet is always a part of it too. But then the cool new stuff is kind of that I'm using. Um, I mean, I, we both share a love for NAD, which NAD has a lot of, now it was great is it's not just, you don't automatically have to sit there for a five hour IV and and deal with it. There's so many different formations. I mean, everything from skincare to IV to patches to nose sprays. There's now rec. I mean, it's again, we could debate all day which one is the best for each thing, and that's a whole, a whole thing by itself. But I mean, that's that's one thing. I'm also a huge fan of a product called Spermidine, which if the people, one of the big tenets now with anti-aging is the nine hallmarks of anti-aging. And what's cool is this Spermidine, depending how you want to play it actually hits about seven of those, which is the most of any substance out there at all. So that's something which is great because it's a pill and people still don't like the idea of injecting themselves who don't want to sit for an IV. So something that they can take in the comfort of their own home is really cool. And um, I'm still, I mean, the other big part is, I mean, people who follow me or see me on social media or read my stuff is I'm still a peptide junkie. Um, I mean, peptides are small groups of amino acids that make up small proteins. Um, they work on things from enzymes or hormones or work on some type of um, organ system to treat everything from, well, not treat, I say treat, but can help um, improve everything from muscle, inf from inflammation to recovery, to sleep, to brain fog, to erectile dysfunction now. So it just, they just, what's great about them is they run the gamut and what they can treat. And now it's a cool offshoot of those, which getting a little more press something called a bioregulator which started in, in russia um and they have a, maybe have more potential than peptides because of we can prescribe them longer and they're a little more specific in how they work um so those are gonna be things that are coming down the pike but there's so again now there's so much cool stuff out there now but that i i mean we could do again we could, i could tell what's new all day i know you were just at a conference and so everybody's showing everything and it just it's, it's, it's a really a brand new world for it um, that people are concentrating on their health and longevity as opposed to treating themselves after they get sick. So the paradigm is hopefully kind of flipping, but it's like changing. It's like sometimes it's like moving the Titanic. It's not going to be something that's going to happen overnight. So a hundred percent. So we really, we, you, you really covered a lot there and, and you did uh, mention the hallmarks of aging. So really when we're looking to uh, maybe uh, create create a change in someone as far as how they age. What are some of the things that we're looking to change? What's going on there as far as the reasons that they age, and, and you know, what can we change about it? Yeah, there's a long list. Uh, I mean, right now, as I mentioned, one of my other interests now is the mitochondrial health, and we know now there's numerous components of the mitochondria 
Um, the mitochondria, for those who don't know, is the energy part of the cell. It's the battery of the cell, but it does a lot of other things. It helps with detoxification. It helps get, um, get rid of the bad DNA. It's kind of like the, uh, the good and bad A counter um, type of situation. Um, helps with inflammation, helps with um, producing some hormones and enzymes that we need for other functions. Um, so working on the different factors of mitochondria, that's why what's great. And there's so many different things out there. It's, I mean, we know things like some things that are simple, like cold immersion or fasting works on that, or you can get it again, a five hour NAD IV, they both work. Um, so that's one thing that we're definitely looking at. Um, we're looking at, which is kind of in the early stages, we're looking at stem cells, which we have heard. I mean, people may have heard it for injections or IV, um, that's coming. That we're still learning more and more every day, and a, a lot of that also depends on where you're located. Fortunately or unfortunately, there's different laws in every area of what, what you can and can't do. Um, we're looking at inflammation. Inflammation is the harbinger for a lot of different types of illnesses, everything from heart disease to Alzheimer's to obesity. Um, we know that's definitely. Um, so those are things that we're looking at. We're looking at now. We know more from some a lot of the cool research out there that circadian rhythm, the 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 pattern that you develop every day. Your body, we know that your body, including your, we just thought it was more like sleep cycle. We now know your digestion cycle works on at certain time frames. Now every organ has its own circadian rhythm to it. So that's the things that we're looking at. We're looking how the well body makes and breaks down protein. Um, there's a whole bunch of uh, things, um, uh, other things out there, which has probably a little more question marks behind it, where called telomeres, which is the, uh, the components at the end of your DNA. Um, we don't know if there's a one-to-one -one connection there right now, that if your telomeres are longer, that you're going to automatically live longer, that the telomere scientists say is really not proven yet. Uh, you know, there's some data out there that says it may. Um, so there's a lot of different things that we're looking at. We're looking at things avoiding oxidative stress. I mean, I could go on and on all day, but there's things that that are kind of that people could control. I mean, we that are very easy to control. You don't need lab work specifically. You, you, you can, but you don't have to. But you can control by doing a lot of simple things and a, maybe a one or two complicated things or more complex things really work on limiting. And I mean, people are goal is to live forever. I mean, that we always hear that. I mean, that's new thing on social media and in lectures now that you can live an extra whatever blank years, but we'll see how that happens. But Exactly. And, and especially that, you know, you, there's always the caveat, well, if we're not going to live necessarily longer, we also want to uh, take more advantage of the time we do have here and, and be healthier and, and more vibrant in, in the uh, years that we, that we do have here. Uh, so, you you did mention sleep a little bit, and obviously it's 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 it it you know it's already common knowledge that that we need certain hours certain hours of sleep uh, in order for our body to function properly. But if someone comes to you, uh, how do you how do you affect their sleep? What can you what can you do as far as a uh, medical professional to to affect their sleep aside from telling them you should go to sleep early or you should sleep the a lot amount of hours that you need. Um, I mean, there's a couple pieces to it. I mean, like you said, they're still working on their sleep hygiene. Um, and we, the main thing we're letting people know now is not sleep is just start at 11 o'clock in this cold room and not on your phone. It starts when you wake up in the morning. That's when your melatonin cycle starts and all the other hormones, uh, everything from cortisol, testosterone, all those things are kind of 
a symphony together. So that's where everything starts getting out. So getting out, getting morning sun the same time every day. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the simple stuff. I mean, that's, again, the things that people can do very simply, it doesn't cost them anything. Um, again, avoiding where they have caffeine, uh, not eating right before they go to bed and so on. I mean, there's eight, 10 different little tenets of, of good sleep that everybody should probably would benefit by using. I mean, now then we can definitely add on, there's layers to it. Um, we know that, I mean, again, almost everybody now, not everyone there, but a lot of people now have some type of sleep wearable. Um, as we're talking, um, Aura just came out with a new update. Whoop is coming out with a new update. I mean, everybody's got a new, um, more and more detailed sleep. And we know that that data, as it gets more and more accurate from home, we can see how much deep sleep you're getting, which you need for certain things for generation of hormones. We're knowing that if you're having these gaps where you're waking up in the middle of the night or you're not, and you're, um, that's going to affect how you help live. And now a study, a couple of studies came out that if you're doing better if you go to bed at 10 o'clock versus midnight. I mean, those are things that, I mean, we're working on. So but depending on that patient's data, you can do a real, more and more, you're going to have to do a deep dive into not only their sleep itself, how rested they're going to be, but we can tell them, do they have increased risk for heart attack? Are they increased? We know there's an increased risk from poor sleep and Alzheimer's. Are they going to go down deeper down the bad health rabbit hole? So there's, again, there's the nice, easy things. And then depend, like I know in my pages more and more, I'm saying, okay, let's see what your, your aura ring looks like. Let's see um, what your HRV, which is your heart rate variability, which is, every beat shouldn't be exactly the same, the space in between. So we wanted to have some diversity. Um, so we're looking at those types of things. We're looking again, and then now there's everything, there's some things like mouth taping. We're knowing the importance of nasal breathing versus mouth breathing. Um, again, we could get, it's great now in the last couple of years that you could go down, each of these have their own large, deep rabbit holes of 50 things and pages that look at you and people look at you and like, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't just tell me, the answer I usually get from my patients or friends is just tell me what to do. I know about A and B. So just tell me the top three, five things I should do. Um, and then you go from there. That's why I learned with the patients. I kind of, you get the parameters. Do they want to do one thing? Do they want to do 22 things? Are they going to inject themselves? Or they say, don't you bring a needle near me? And then you can kind of, then it gives you a lot of flexibility, no matter what. You know, something that I uh, learned from you and, um, and, and you kind of mentioned spermidine before, uh, maybe you can me, even, maybe you can explain it to me even uh, further. You mentioned in one of your posts that uh, if someone wants to improve the quality of their sleep, they should be supplementing on spermidine closer to their sleep. Uh, could you talk a little bit about it to, to make sense and, and also talk probably about how much should we be taking? Let's see. How do I, I mean, spermidine has kind of become one of the buzzy, buzzy type supplements out there. Um, it is derived from whole, um, from wheat germ. Um, the question I get just to it'll come up is there are people who are sensitive to gluten that have no problems with it. Something you want to talk about your healthcare provider. Um, but it, it works as what's called a polyamine. Um, it works on a bunch of different pathways. It may increase nitric oxide, um, which opens up the blood vessels, which allows, um, helps the brain. It helps bring in anti-inflammatory chemicals. Um, it also decreases anti-inflammatory chemicals by itself. Um, we know that it does certain things, but not definitively how it works, but it heals the gut lining itself, the one layer, two layer thick 
gut membrane, which people may know more in terms of what's called leaky gut, which gets damaged from toxins or inflammation or stress or whatever. Um, you mentioned sleep. We don't, we know because of one, because of the visibility to decrease inflammation, we know poor sleep could be caused from inflammation. We now know, and, uh, that there are some preliminary studies that it may affect benefit the circadian rhythm, which I brought up before. That's how we think it may affect it. Plus it does cross a blood brain barrier, which again, helps the brain function better during sleep. Um, it also may, um, again, nitric oxide in terms of part of the reason you're supposed to know breathe versus um, mouth breathe while you're sleeping as well. So it's probably a combination effect. A lot of things we don't know yet about spermidine. There are so many studies going. I've, I talked to somebody, one of the people really associated with one of the major companies out there. There are hundreds of hundreds of studies going on, mostly outside the U.S. on spermidine right now. And it's just, it's a, it's a right now, honestly, it's a race, but there'll be so much new data coming out in the next couple of years. Of, oh, it does this. Oh, it does that. Oh, and so on. You asked about in terms of how much to take um, and when to take it. Most patients I recommend now um, have taken the morning. Um, I, my patients who have issues sleeping, I do have them switch to at night. Dosing is, it's, it's a guessing game at this point. Um, the bottles will tell you to take one to two pills, which is about two milligrams. Um, some studies have been done up to 60 milligrams without side effect. So to, wow. so to compare that, um, I know one of the companies is working on some, uh, um, on a higher dose pill because I mean, but, um, I, I, I what I'll say is I've push dose my patients after talking to other doctors and the companies that make them. I mean, there's two or three really reputable companies right now that are kind of the leaders in the field um, throughout the world, which is great. This is one of those things that's all over. It's not just something that's given in, the, in Europe or here or South America. Um, I mean, I've, I can say again, without telling patients to do it specifically, um, gone to about anywhere between four and six pills or four or six milligrams. Um, there's data exposedly coming out, hopefully soon to back that dosing up, you may even higher. Um, do not, again, not medical advice, talk to your doctor, your healthcare provider about how much you should be taking, read the back of the bottle. Um, it's going to be one of those interesting things in terms of, I think you'll see the dosing recommendations go up and up as data backs it up. Um, the one that will be cautious with is patients who have gut symptoms or especially sensitive to gluten, because then you... We know now one or two pills they can tolerate and they don't usually have an issue. When you start going five, 10 times that dose, are they gonna get more risk from taking that much of a dose versus the benefits they may get? It's gonna be kind of a seesaw type thing. Um, I know they're making it ironically into a skin cream potentially because it has a lot of anti-healing benefits too. Um, so, but that's kind of my recommendation for sleep is they have them take it right before bedtime. We start them on a moderate dose and we go from there. I mean, again, everything that we're taught anti-aging is what works for you may not work. What works for me may not work for you. Um, and it's kind of, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a puzzle. It's not just here's your antibiotic and you'll be done in seven days and that's it. It's not that, I wish it was that simple and, and cookie cutter, but it's not. Absolutely. So, so that's definitely a, a big pillar as we, as we can see, we can really go down the rabbit hole of, uh, you know, supplementation specifically or, or how we uh, support our sleep even more specifically. But um, so if, if sleep is one of the main pillars and obviously you did mention exercise, um, it, are there things that uh, people come to you and ask you, you know, can you, can you make me perform better 
during my my favorite you know sport or something like that what do you get a lot of those um requests yeah i mean we get i get a lot of derivatives of that type of uh either phone call or in the in office um i want to either just recover better uh, either from an injury or after i work out heavy i want to be able to go back the next day and do something else or they just want to go from an eight to an 11. Um, it's, and it's, and the, the data is there. The information is now starting to come out. Um, again, the one thing I would say, just because anybody listens to it, if you are a professional athlete, a lot of this does not apply because a lot of it's been banned by all the government authorities. Um, they even come, they just recently blocked a bunch of stuff um, that we used to use without issue. Um, but yeah, it, it's a combination. What's great, like I said, first part is definitely, I mean, I'm I'm, a, I'm the U.S., so, I mean, um, everybody knows Tom Brady here. I mean, he's the poster boy for, I mean, he goes to bed. He has a sub- supplement routine. He has a hyperbaric chamber at home. Um, he, he makes sure he goes to sleep. His diet is, like, the most, like, it's very routine what he's eating. No, nothing and nothing inflammatory, no sugar. Um, so he does, it's, it's all, again, it starts with the basics. Um, what's great is that we have all this data now on patients that we, again, we know what their sleep scores are. We know what they're, how well they're recovering. We can tell what their inflammation is. We can do brain testing. We can now do reaction testing. I mean, you can, I mean, depending again, how far deep you want to go. And then you also have some basic lab work. We're looking at insulin, testosterone, um, growth hormone, all those different things that help the patient recover, build muscle, perform better. Um, it's just a whole, again, that goes, runs the gamut. I mean, I'm an, what's called an osteopath. So I do a lot of hands-on techniques. So having the patients work, getting fascial work done and having, making sure their spine's appropriate and their posture is good. And they're not just standing, sitting here and having like computer neck the whole time. So, or whatever. I mean, it's just, there's so many facets to it now. And then you get into the cool stuff. Again, there's injections, there's IVs. Um, that we use, again, we've used the peptide to help inflammation. A lot of people are into the peptide space of what's called the Wolverine stack, which is a combination of, of uh, BPC-157, thymosin beta-4, and CDC was the growth hormone booster, um, which are usually given under, under the auspices of a physician. Um, there are, again, ADDs being used for, for all the benefits. Again, hyperbaric, a lot of the tech, cool technology that's out there, hyperbaric and sauna. And again, you could just so many cool things out there. I talked to somebody now who has these cooling gloves. So instead of people, they're finding a benefit because the hands and the head are the two things that cool are the hottest, that if you cool the hands down, they're fine. The performance is improved. Um, yeah. And that's going to be coming out very soon. It's like, it's like literally every week there's a new thing to play with um, or the new thing that people are doing now. Um, so again, like it goes back to what I said, it starts with the foundation. You, you've, find from the patient what they're going to be able to do, what they want to do. Um, again, some people like Tom Brady is going to do 15,000 things and that's part of his routine and he's there. There's some people who want one thing, two things and say, that's it, I'm done. And they both work. So it's, but again, it starts with the lifestyle. The main other part would be make sure you get your sleep, get your recovery down, be it again, kind of foam rolling, range of motion, find that something that works for you potentially. And that's kind of, and then you could just go from there. That, that sounds, that sounds amazing. And it also sounds that it's that uh, by, by having uh, a more advanced measuring and quantification technology, it really facilitates 
treat treatment. The question is, uh, it's it's very easy to understand how you can monitor sleep, especially if you are familiar with wearables such as the Aura Ring or Whoop or any of the other biometric uh, straps that there are there in the market. What about uh, things that are a little bit less obvious uh, to to uh, measure, such as uh, how our mitochondria functions or how well we we fold proteins? How do you measure those things? Uh, I mean, there's preliminary tests that we can tell a little bit. You can do some, there's some preliminary mitochondrial testing that we can do that you just kind of have to extrapolate backwards. Um, part of that's going to be how they respond. If they respond really well to fasting or they respond really well to cold immersion, then there may be a, a mitochondrial issue. Um, again, some of it's still just a guessing game. I mean, like you mentioned, like protein folding. Again, unless we know that they're really deficient in all those enzymes, you can tell, kind of, again, in a, in a, a okay way with what's called either organic acid testing, or you can do, again, like I said, you can start doing NAD testing now. Um, there's some people that test for what's called oxaloacetate, which may have some anti-aging performance. Uh, a new small study showed what's called alpha ketoglutarate has anti-aging and some athletic performance um, uh, benefits. Um, so you can do those tests. Again, they're not home runs yet. They, you got to take it with kind of the whole picture and take them with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, the other thing you can look at is, I mean, epigenetic aging. Epigenetic is how um, the DNA is expressed. If there's, if there's mutations, there's different, there's, that's a whole, again, that's a whole lecture by itself. Is, is it methylase? Is it glycans? I mean, that's a whole other debate and they're people are finding that out too, but we can, you have to take the whole picture and decide that. And then another part is just how you, like I said, how you feel. If you feel sluggish all the time and you have muscle aches and you have brain fog and you're obese, there's probably some damage to the mitochondria. If there's damage to the mitochondria, you may have, you're probably gonna have protein misfolding. You're probably gonna have damage to the electron transport chain. It's kind of something you gotta go from what they're telling you and work backwards. As a, again, we know if somebody's diabetic, they have mitochondria dysfunction. We know if somebody's obese, they probably have mitochondria dysfunction. If they have neuropathy and so on. So you got You can do the microscopic and then you got to go big picture and you got to just kind of color in between the lines after that. Very interesting. And, and you, you have mentioned a few times, uh, you know, overweight, obesity, uh, um, and, and kind of tying it together with peptides. Um, there are a few kind of hot peptides in that, in the, in the weight management um, side of things, right? I've, I've been hearing about GLC-3 and I've been hearing about uh, five amino MQ1. So what normally do you, do you like uh, as far as peptides that, that address them? There are a lot of, there's a couple, a couple of them have gone by the wayside a little bit, at least in the US um, because of uh, ruling by our government. Um, but I mean, the main ones for weight loss that are still out there, um, they all, the, I mean, the, the one that pe people talk about is um, Mlexinox, um, which works on insulin sensitivity. Insulin is a hormone that helps regulate your carb carbohydrate. Um, that's a pill which people like. Um, people use BPC-157 because it does improve gut health, it decreases inflammation. Um, we do use um, uh, some of the growth hormone ones, again, under the regulation of a doctor. Um, they, they, they either work or they don't, they work for muscle building the weight loss part. I've seen patients lose 10 pounds on them a month. I've seen patients not gain anything on them. Um, so I, it's, it's, they're not as, 
I like things that I know I can explain to the patient, at least give them, if you do what you're supposed to, you're going to get X expectation out of it. Not that it may be, you may be nothing or something. Um, you mentioned five amino one MQ. That was a rage a couple of years ago. It's something that, again, I've seen patients, you got to take it three times a day. You have to want to take it right with meals. Um, it's, it's very, very, it's probably, it is the most expensive peptide out there now because um, it's so hard to get. Yeah. Um, I, it, it works for some people. If budget's not an issue, it's something you could definitely look into. Um, but it's, it's literally, again, it's, it's expensive. Um, then you run into things that are kind of the friends of peptides, like what's called, what's kind of replaced a little bit, something called semi-glutide, which is a GLP-1, which some people say is peptide. Again, it depends on what, how you want to play with the definitions a little bit, but um, that has kind of become, again, I know some things out there when patients are asking me about it and not the other way around when I'm telling them about something. And literally I've gotten within the last couple of weeks, all these calls about semi-glutide or it's called Wogovi in the US or Ozempic. Um, and it, that really works. That's a home run for a lot of patients. Um, the downside is, and I, I laugh because of somebody I, I'm, uh, I know put a post up about it saying, yeah, it's great for losing weight, but it also can cause abdominal pain and bloating and if you, you got to take the good, you take the bad. And that's true. I've had patients who have done really well with it. I've had patients who say, look, yeah, it gives me a little bloating, but I lost 15 pounds. And that's what I want right now. I've had patients who had to stop it within three days because they just couldn't tolerate it anymore. So it's a, it's the, um, that's one that we're using. We're also, I love Lotus naltrexone, which is not a peptide, but plays well, really well with the peptide population for weight loss. Um, I mean, those are, I mean, again, those are the ones we, then you always can use things like berberine and other things, which are nice supplements for insulin sensitivity. There's a whole, again, again there's a lot of other ones out there that we use um, as add-ons for weight that just don't have the same uh, bang for the buck. And again, if you're paying for something, you want to get the best out of it. So, but th that's kind of what's out there right now. Um, two, two or three of the products just don't have gone away in the last two or three years. One is called tesafensine used to be really good product that is at least in most places now you can't get. Um, so there's an, um, another one I'm, I'm blanking on um, also went away. So um, there's a product called Tessamorellin, which is really good for weight loss, which now just recently is very hard to get right now. There's, you have to pay out of pocket. And it's like $3,000 a vial or something now. So wow. again, if budget doesn't matter, it's out there, but most people don't aren't going to spend $3,000 every month. Also, uh, semi-glutide is also uh, uh, quite expensive, right? If I'm not mistaken. It, if you, you can get, there's a, it again, uh, it can get approved by your insurance company, um, at least in the U.S. If it's not approved, people will pay out of pocket for it. In the U.S., I've seen anywhere from seven to $1,100 a month. Um, their companies now are compounding, which means they're making in a pharmacy. Um, and those are, that is much cheaper. I've still seen really good effects with it. It just, I mean, again, the, so there's plus and minuses there too, but it definitely works. And for, again, for what the benefits are, just a lot of people, it's worth it. Uh, understood. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I also, I, uh, I, I've uh, started uh, following a few uh, researchers looking at how the, uh, semi-glutide uh, plus a ketogenic diet may affect uh, growth of different tumors and how it can help uh, you know, uh, uh, cancer. So, so this is very, very exciting. If, if there is any yeah. truth to that. 
the semiglutide has it's kind of become what's good about it is it has a lot of other benefits. They can may alter the may benefit the microbiome, which everybody may have heard of the bacteria in your gut. Um, there is it helps um, fatty liver with one of the few meds that actually can help treat what's called fatty liver, which is fat development from tons of different things. They definitely they think it has some brain effect too in terms of just normal cognition and may help Alzheimer's, which goes along ironically with that Viagra now. There's a small study <laughs> to that. And that may help Alzheimer's now, which we kind of had some presumption ahead of time that it may. So yeah, semiglutide is going to be one of those things that's going to be a wonder drug. As it, Again, it's kind of like experimenting with those, as the studies come out over the next couple of years, it's going to be really cool. And that's why I love this stuff now that there's it, we, we've got, we've got, we've, the, the paradigm has changed. We're going down the rabbit hole. You have Jeff Bezos, you have Elon Musk, the head of Coinbase, all in put going, putting money into this stuff. Uh, Jimmy, uh, not Jimmy Buffett, Warren Buffett, again, it's, it's there. It's, it's going to be prime time pretty soon. Definitely. And, and we're definitely starting to hear, uh, I think you and I are, are witnessing the change of what uh, biohacking was you know, 10 years ago when, when people really raised an eyebrow when you, you even said the word and even if you tried to explain what you mean by that, that would have even uh, made it worse to now where we hear it's going to be a $66 billion market and a few other, you know, um, declarations and as far as uh, that goes. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned, we, Young Goose, uh, our skincare company, was just presenting at the American Academy for Anti-Aging Medicine, uh, which is uh, kind of a mecca as far as uh, as uh, you know our discussion and the subject subjects of our discussion goes. And uh, since you've mentioned the the gut microbiome, there was a very large emphasis there on the connection, the what we call the gut skin axis, the connection between how we look and our microbiome if it's uh, a very large and reputable company like uh, uh, Microbiome Labs, for example, or uh, a few other companies uh, coming out with, with uh, uh, gut support supplements or just supplements in general, which are supposed to affect how the skin looks and behaves. Uh, so uh, doctor, really, if we can steer the conversation there, if someone comes to you and say, says, you know, in the, in, in the end of the day, I'm a vain person, all I care about in the end is how I look. I want to look good right now, the best that I can look right now. And I want to look good um, for as long as I can. We did mention sleep. We did mention exercise. What kind of other bases are you looking, are you instinctually looking to, to address? And what are some more, uh, you know, interesting or cool things that you, that you have in your pocket? Yeah, in terms of the skin, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's still the foundation. Um, the foundational things. Um, again, we talked about NAD. NAD is now being used. Uh, there, the next big thing are, I mean, there's coming from a couple of different things. Um, I mean, we have stem cells of what are called exosomes or extracellular vesicles. There's a new one um, called secretomes, which made all kind of little offshoots. What we're talking about is there's again stem cells are the cells that make other components in your body exosomes or, or the, the kind of like the little fairies between cells in your body um, that have huge potential for everything from, again, uh, neuropathy to cosmetic. Um, we use it for hair now. Um, so it's, it's that that's kind of the, the grand new space. I mean, 
it, it's pretty much whatever that's part of where, wherever we can inject in the face now. It's, it's everything from uh, again, people are injecting peptides and PRP. Um, the Kardashians made the vampire fate where it's just taking your own blood and help hoping that you're trying to do a couple, all these things are trying to decrease the inflammation. They're trying to help your body, the, 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 uh, the skin build up and boost collagen. You're trying to now work on, in theory, working on telomeres. That's kind of where hyperbaric comes in. Um, and NED kind of is all those different things, as you know. Um, what was I going to say? Um, red light therapy has now become... And there's, a, I don't know if I was talking about this with you or somebody else, was now debate, do the red light face masks, which make it look like um, Freddy, not Freddy, um, yeah. Friday the 13th, are they too close to make it work? Or do you, are you better off doing a panel? But we know red light does have benefit for the face. It's just a question now of how do you do it? And that, that's kind of the cool part. Now we're debating not if, but how, and how we're getting the nitty gritty down. Um, I love red light for almost everything at this point. Um, Trying to think what else. Again, I, I mentioned spermidine before. Um, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, again, in terms of skin, like you mentioned, again, it's also, again, there's a relationship with the gut microbiome. And now you have a microbiome everywhere that we worry about the skin microbiome. To me, again, I wasn't at the conference. I My, my question is, because I know there's now microbiome bacteria for, uh, there's like bacterial microbiome products for athletes. Is it ready for, is this stuff really ready for prime time yet? Is it still kind of just using some buzzwords I don't know yet. I mean, I think that's going to be the next level to me. I want to kind of see more proof is in the pudding type thing. Um, I mean, but again, I think you really notice, I guess, other products that work on, there's a peptide skin cream that again is working on trying to heal the skin and work it within the, within the skin. I know I keep getting all these emails about all these new products that are going deeper and deeper into that. Um, I think within the next five years, it's not going to be as much about the technology it's out there now, like the lasers and this and that, it's going to be about more the things that are actually healing, whatever we're talking about, inflammation, working on the mitochondria, working on the telomere, working uh, whatever it's, and then augmenting that with the technology. Um, and then again, that all that's going to be a component of it. Um, because I mean, but literally every day, I think I get an email or see somebody posting about some new skin, wonderful skincare thing that's out there. The LED lights, the 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 weird face mask that freaked me out, um, like the tinfoil things. I mean, there's so many. It's like how much of these. I mean, actually, something. Last thing I'll throw in there, because again, I'm an osteopath. I'm into like fascial. I mean, getting a facial massage and working on the fascial work and helping your body, your your face detox, work on the lymphatic pathways, which is the drainage pathways. Something as simple as that is either free or a lot of women are. I, I do it now too using what's called gua sha, which is uh, an ancient Asian uh, acupuncture tool, just to get the, 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 the toxins out of there. It's something you can do at home for five bucks or dry brushing, and you don't need to spend $5,000 on your PRP or stem cells. So um, again, that's why I love it. A, there's new stuff out there. B, you can do stuff at home, or you could go to Manhattan or LA and spend $10,000 on something. They all, a lot of them make sense. It's just a question of uh, what your what your passion is at this point. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think there are two ways that you can look at um, sourcing your information. One is, one is really uh, aggregatory, you know, uh, people uh, follow you on, on as, as far as what you write or what you post on social media, because they there is a lot of information that you can 
that you can implement from, from free flowing information, but then there is information that really should be going specific information about yourself, about, uh, you know, um, measurements and, uh, uh, optimizing your, your uh, different levels that you really do need to talk to a professional. So, uh, so a, a personal uh, question about yourself. Do you, do you, you did mention that you, you have uh, patients all over the country and, and, uh, really all over the globe. So the question is, uh, can, can someone uh, get a good, meaningful, uh, result-oriented consultation if they don't see someone such as yourself face-to-face -face, uh, or should they seek someone local? Uh, what do you see? No, I think, if, um, I think they definitely can. I think what I've seen in a lot of cases is if you again depending on how deep a dive you want to do if you just want to worry about something simple like gut health yes you could you could find somebody local and you're definitely going to find somebody good i've seen so many cases though because this is a it's new two it's a little bit complex depending how deep a dive you're going to go to and they come in on stuff and they said this would do this i'm going to do that and i'm like and they're like no i just felt what then it just it becomes messy so you're rather off talking with somebody who knows what they're doing and it's like I said, it, with all these things, it's a puzzle, it's juggling. I mean, you may have heard, people may hear the term stacks, which means you want to combine certain things in a certain way to amplify the benefit of all those things. It's, but some of the parts is better than one single thing. You also don't want to do a lot of these things in perpetuity. You want to do things for three or four months, stop it at something else. What do I kind of call it juggling? You kind of take two things out, two things in, and then you can kind of and, and the, um, get the best of it. So I mean, I pay to come in on 35 supplements. They send me their list of supplements. And I'm like, why are you taking this? Oh, I saw it on such and such. Or so I saw my friend is taking it. And that's, that's, and that's the thing I'll kind of press. If you don't know what's in something or you're taking something because your friend is taking it or you just heard of it. If you don't know why you're taking or how to take something, don't take it. Most products are going to cause negative side effects um, more than benefit you. Um, cause again, your body has, especially when you come with the hormone type thing, cause your body has a mechanism. If you're giving something itself artificially, your body's like, Hey, I have enough of this. I don't need to make it anymore. And then you're, then if you don't take it anymore, then your body's like, okay, then you're kind of stuck. So I think when you, if you're doing much for the people who are more advanced, you definitely want to talk to somebody who deals with it every day, knows the good products, knows how to walk you through everything. Um, that's where you should be going. If you want to talk to somebody about an anti-inflammatory diet, there's plenty, there's great people out there. I mean, there's stuff that I don't know. And again, I know I could, who, if I have a skin question, I know who to go to. If I have a, this is such new stuff and you can't, I, I mean, I, I mean, this is, I do this all day and I can't keep track of everything. I go to somebody like you, I go, I, again, I have my, my people. I'm sure you have your people. It's like, you, you don't just go somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. It, it, it can cause some harm. That's my luck answer to your question, but. Correct. So, so, uh, and, and yeah, that was the answer I was really hoping for you, for you to kind of, um, that was the perfect answer, especially, I, and I really like the fact that you're saying it's not only what to take, it's, it's also when and for how long, because even if something gives you a very good, you know, we can talk about fasting. Uh, you, can, you can fast in the beginning, you would feel, you would feel great. Eventually, if you don't, you know, taking calories, you're going to die. So everything has, has their uh, sweet spots uh, as far as, as when are they beneficial. 
And, um, and I loved your answer. And, and specifically, uh, Dr. Colvin, if we can talk about you, because uh, as, far, as far as uh, our audience, uh, of course, they're, they're dear to, to us here at Yangus, and we wholeheartedly recommend to uh, speak to you specifically. So what would be the process of uh, talking to you and, and kind of reaching out to you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the simplest, the easiest way is go to the website, um, which is drpalvin at drspelled.palvin.com. Um, either shoot us an email, the chat box, different ways to do depending on what information you want. Um, the one caveat we're getting a lot more and more is we can't give medical advice over to the chat bot. It's something we got to do in person over with the visit, but glad to give you some general information, things like that. We're going to put some really cool links and videos up as the new year kind of flips over here. Um, also my big, uh, go through the YouTube channel or in, check me out on Dr. Paul on Instagram. Um, those are the other two things that they can find more like some small, quick, um, hits of information, or we're going to be doing some IG lives and things like that after the new year um, that kind of really hit all the different components of anti-aging, longevity, sports medicine, things that we talked about today. Sounds great. And um, lastly, is it only uh, applicable to the U.S. or can you give medical advice and kind of direct people also if they're outside of our uh, borders? Right. I'm actually, it's a very fine line. We can in theory give some medical information, but, um, but usually most people for us to really treat them have to have at least a, either have a U.S. address or um, need to see us in the office one time, either in Manhattan. Um, we're, we'll be branching up to Miami and probably L.A. over the next year or so, but they need to see us in the office. That kind of makes all the other rules go away. Um, the but that's kind of what the rules are now. I'm very glad uh, to hear that you're branching, uh, branching here to Miami. That would be uh, amazing news. Yeah. Uh, so, so again, Dr. Neil Polvin, uh, thank you very much for this conversation. That was, uh, I think, there was there were too many bases really to cover in one conversation, and I hope we can do it again. But really, uh, you are a wealth of information, and I recommend we will put all the links. Uh, in the description, but I, I can't recommend enough uh, for people to follow you and to reach out and um, uh, schedule an appointment with you. So thank you very much for the time that you dedicated to us. It was coming from you that I really appreciate it and it was really fun. I like, uh, it was fun talking about all this stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs>